Okay, so I've been trying for a little while to hook up with somebody here on the podcast who has been in many great movies. He's worked with Ron Howard. He's worked with Robert Zemeckis. He's been in movies such as Young Guns, Apollo 13, Forrest Gump, Castaway, Contact, NTV, Frost Nixon, and a few more. He's been on TV. He's done miniseries. He's done shows back in the 90s. That was fun that we grew up on. And today, I've got him on the show, and it's none other than Mr. Jeffrey Blake. So sit back and relax. Take a listen to the show, and let's listen to what Jeffrey has to say about his career and some of the things he's been in. Hey everybody, this is Chris reminding you to follow us everywhere where you get your favorite podcast at. We are on iHeartRadio. We are at Amazon Music, Google Music. We are at Anger.fm with whoever hosted it. Most of all, we are on iTunes and Spotify. Please make sure when you listen to us on iTunes and Spotify to give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. It does help a lot in the ratings. It's very much appreciated. I've also been asked, hey, how can I help support the show? Well, there's two different ways you can do that. Actually, three. The first two ways are we have on the anchor.fm site that we're hosted on a button that says support podcast. You can there press that button and donate any number of money that you like, whether it be a dollar, two dollars, ten dollars, whatever you feel like doing. I've also signed up for buy me a coffee. If you go to the Instagram page for Retro Life for You, there is a link there in the profile where you can buy me a virtual coffee and it's you supporting the podcast and helping us keeping things going. The third and most important way, though, is word of mouth and telling your friends and family about the show and sharing us with everybody. That is a huge help all on its own. Everything you do is appreciated, and it will help the podcast go a long, long way. Thanks for being our listeners and supporters. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show Retro Life for You. Glad to have you back again, as always. Uh, as I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I had some people lined up to come on, and we've got one of them on tonight with us. We managed to uh, get our time together. We were just joking with this a moment ago. It's been a, kind of a hectic year, I think, almost, going back and forth. And my recording times are kind of tight when I can do it, and, of course, everybody stays busy, so it's all good with me. But I want to introduce you guys to a person that's been in quite a lot of impressive movies. I mean, the work resume is stacked up there. I think you guys are going to enjoy him. And uh, coming on the show with us now, we got Mr. Jeffrey Blake. Hello, everybody. Nice to see you. We're and once, hang out with you. once again, Jeffrey, thank you for coming on. I know, like I said, it's been hectic for us. I mean, I think we go back almost not quite a year. Wow. Not quite a year. Not quite a year. Uh, there's a... Uh, there was a, a thing in last year, we were trying to work it out, and we kept having scheduling conflicts. I know I, I had to reschedule a couple times myself. And then, um, I forget, it had something to do with baseball. Oh, yeah. Um, I have I have, a, I have a travel ball baseball player. I have two of them, actually. So there you go. High school baseball player, one's a travel ball baseball player. Awesome. That's nice. Yeah. I've been those days, not myself, but with a, a nephew, and uh, those are some crazy times. He plays a lot of baseball. He didn't travel too far, luckily, but you know he did travel around and play some. Yep. When, when he was interested in it, anyway, he lost that interest quick after a little while. Though I hated it. He was a good player. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you got a very impressive, I mean, list of movies and things you're in, man. I mean, and one 
as I told you last year, that I remembered you for the most. That you had me sold at McCloskey from Young Guns. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I love Young uh, Guns. I was just talking to Dermot today, actually, Dirty Steve. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we're, we're all really still very close. Um, you know, I, I uh, Lou Diamond and I are close. Emilio and I have always been close. We're really tight. Uh, we've done five movies together. Uh, Dermot and I have done three movies together, and. Uh, yeah, and Charlie and I have done four movies together. So, and Casey and I, I think, have done three movies together. Um, so, yeah, we're all uh, we're all still uh, young guns. I guess we're old guns now. <laughs> old guns. I, you know, I have, a, I have a good friend of mine who told me just the other day, and I don't know how in the world they would pull this off, but he says that he's reading somewhere they're going to make another young guns movie. And I said, well, how are they going to do that? They killed most of them off. <laughs> yeah, we're all dead. Uh, yeah, John uh, John Fusco and, uh, and Emilio have, uh, from what we hear, there there is a script out there for a Young Guns three, and uh, I don't know. I, I know that they're, uh, you know, they're negotiating with Morgan Creek about rights and things. But I I, I have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I, I keep, uh, you know, I tease them that, you know, they should do that kind of Where's Waldo thing and <laughs> put us all in it and dress us up in different outfits and see if you guys can find us. That'd be crazy. That'd be awesome, though. Uh, they did that very same thing with The Walking Dead here recently as it went off the air. They had uh, the, the the kid that played uh, Rick Grimes' son, um, right. Walter, I think his name was. Well, I, 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 anyway, I, something like that. They put him in the background in a garden working with a hoe, just hoeing away, wearing a hat that he would wear during the show sometime. And some people picked up on it. A lot of people didn't. Well, but, um, I mean, I stopped watching Walking Dead a couple of years ago, so I didn't see it when it happened. But well, I was reading you, about it. Trivia for your listeners, if you guys are Young Guns fans, hmm. there is a cameo appearance in, in Young Guns by Tom Cruise. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah. I read that. Yeah. That was that was awesome. I, they, they snuck that in a little bit. He's, well, uh, he's, he's, he's at Emilio, the end. He and Emilio are very close, and he was just there kind of hanging out with us and uh, I'm not going to tell you where it is. You guys can try to find it. Yeah, I, I won't give it up. I've already, I know where it's at, but I won't give it up for cool. people who, but you know, like you said, go watch it. See if you can find it. Pay attention. Cool. It's funny. <laughs> I, was just, I was just walking with my wife on, on the ocean we live here on the beach. And uh, mm-hmm. we were just talking about, uh, about, uh, about walking dead and that my, my very, my, my, my colleague and friend, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and how, how, uh, how that just like launched him again. We, we had, he just, yeah. he went straight from a, from a mini series that we were shooting, um, right to doing Walking Dead, we did that right before Walking Dead. So, do what do you think launched him more than most? Was it Walking Dead as Negan, or was it his you know short time in Supernatural? Oh, no, definitely Walking Dead. Definitely he was Walking Dead. He's always a really respected actor and worked all the mm-hmm. time. But uh, I love it. He's a great guy. Yeah. Oh, he is a great guy. I mean, I love his stuff. He's done. He's done nothing but good stuff. Every time I see him, it's something. It's good. He's that. He, I call him the the rugged Robert Downey Jr. Um, but he, uh, no, I needed for sure. I mean, that just launched him into a stratosphere. You know, he's, he's, he's and an icon now. I, I don't know what it is about Negan that we all liked, but when, when I watched guy. it and they brought Negan in, I was like, wow. That you like Lucille, baby. That's what you like. Lucille. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I didn't like what well, Lucille, Lucille did. Lucille took out my favorite character of the show. So I didn't really yeah, care for that too much, you know, but yeah, that, but something yeah, about him playing that role. Uh, yep. He's great. He has he a whiskey out too, so everybody rush out and buy his whiskey. Yeah, there's I, I forget what it was. I was reading about you earlier and all the different things I didn't know you were in. Okay. There's a you've worked with everybody, well, a lot of people multiple times. You mentioned earlier Emilio and Charlie Sheen and yeah. other people. You worked with Jeopardy and Morgan and a couple of other things as well. Yeah, just once. We was it once? 
we worked on a thing called uh, Texas Rising. Texas Rising. Ten hour miniseries. Yeah. Uh, perfect for your show, actually, because there was actually a moment. Uh, there was a moment where we were uh, we were it was a big ensemble cast. It was like me and and uh, you know Brendan Fraser and Bill Paxton was the lead. May he rest in peace. And uh, Jeffrey McDonald from Beggar Vance and and Bagger Vance and uh, Crispin Glover, John Sheck. Uh, I said Brendan. Uh, what other 90s? I could Jeffrey D. Morgan. Uh, there were just uh, Courtney Gaines even. Um, and we from the Children of the Corn. And I remember we were sitting on our horses waiting for this kind of big uh, John Ford horizon shot. We were ready to invade Santa Ana. And uh, we were waiting for this huge thing. I paid John Ford actually midway. Um, and uh, I just started cracking up. And uh, I was always right next to Bill Paxton because I played his right hand man. And Billy and I did a bunch of movies together. Um, and uh, and he goes, what's so funny, Blake? And I, <laughs> and I looked down the line of men and I said, damn, to all of them really loud. We were big in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first Expendables, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, want, I want to get your opinion on this. I, me and a buddy, we, uh, well, a, a, a past episode of this show, we did, uh, Young Guns versus the Lincoln County Wars story. Okay, so yeah. we were we were talking about one point about uh, where Billy the Kid had killed off your character in the movie. Okay, mm -hmm. now we're like, did you watch it close? I'm like, yeah, I watched. I rewound it, watched it again. He goes, did you? He said, yeah. I said, I didn't see him wink or anything. Did you? He he, he said he winked. He said I didn't see nothing. So we debated back and forth for 20 minutes whether we thought your character was actually dirty and a snitch or if you were just, Billy was just paranoid. Because was, if he, you read about the Lincoln County Wars, they say he was kind of paranoid at times, I think. Yeah, no, he was history. I did all the research. He he was a snitch. He, he was, was a snitch, okay. He was working for the other, the other. he was working for the other clan. And uh, he was a planted spot, for sure. Okay. Well, what, you kind of get that insinuation when you watch it. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, it's kind of like, you start doubting yourself a little bit at that point in time when it's going down. You know, yeah. I think there's a tell in, uh, and it was a choice I made as an actor, but there's a tell in it when I, when you first meet me and I'm coming down that path and I kick the chickens. Um, that was an improv by the way, just because <laughs> I had the chickens in the way. But I, I think the tell is as soon as, uh, as soon as uh, John closes the door, Terrence Stamp closes the door, I walk away and then I turn back to the camera. And I get a slight look like the the fix is in, man. So uh, yeah, so that I think that's the subtle tell. Uh, the 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 answer to a lifelong question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you worked with some big people out there, Robert Zemeckis, Ron Howard. I mean, yeah, uh, Robert Zemeckis and I have done. We did three moves together. We uh, mm -hmm. we did Forrest Gump first. Um, or a hippie boyfriend, Wesley, probably the only real true villain in the movie. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, from there we did, uh, contact together, uh, was, uh, Jody Fisher, Jody's right-hand man. And then, uh, I was in a lot of castaway. Uh, I was the second person cast in the movie. And then, uh, I was in the entire first act in the script, me, Helen Hunt and Chris Noth. And the entire first act of the movie was cut. Oh, wow. Because uh, Bob decided that he, uh, Robert, Bob is what I call him. Uh, Robert decided that uh, he wanted to decided to start the movie on the plane rather than to build up to the plane. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, they're all great movies. I mean, I, I haven't watched Apollo thirteen in so long, though. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, there's some movies I'll watch over and over and over again. That's a good one. That's, and, a, that's a great film. But it's like the good ones stick with you, though. And I mean, it's like that was a really good movie. Yeah. I did three yeah. movies with Ron, too. I did. Uh, I started with Apollo 13 and um, and then I did Ed TV uh, with uh, with uh, Matthew and Woody. And uh, I was Ellen DeGeneres' right hand person. And uh, and then I did uh, Frost Nixon. So three, three Ron Howard movies. Ed TV is like. Reality TV all day long. Yeah, it's kind of the uh, the other version of the Truman Show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The other Truman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I asked this. Um, of course, I like to ask everybody. It's just a curiosity thing of mine. What made you want to start acting? I mean, did you just love uh, at a young age, or? Yeah, I started at a very young age. Uh, I've been a professional actor most of my life, um, and uh, and then uh, just got, I, I started in the theater, and then uh, from there. Uh, progressed uh, to uh, to go to theater school, um, and um, and and a bunch of us uh, traveled down. We're at the prestigious USC Theater School uh, in the '80s, and it was me and Forrest Whitaker and um, Ali Sheedy and Eric Stoltz and Anthony Edwards from uh, from ER, and uh, and then we all kind of. Um, about our sophomore junior year realized that we didn't really need a, a theater degree and decided to save our parents a shitload of money. Uh, so we all, and we all started working too. Um, you know, I was on a series called paper dolls and Forrest and Tony and uh, Anthony Edwards and, and Eric uh, were all in fast times at Richmond high. Right. And then Allie, you know, she took off, she was in breakfast club and, and war games. Short circuit. Yeah. Short circuit. Um, and so, um, so we all ended up with this this wonderful uh, acting mentor teacher named Peggy Fury, uh, and she was at a place called the Loft Studio, which was a basically the West Coast version of the Actors Studio, and it was affiliated with the Actors Studio. And you had to be invited to be a member of, of the uh, of the Peggy's class, and in that class alone was just like it was me and Sean Penn and Chris Penn and Crispin Glover and Michelle Pfeiffer and Kira Sedgwick and and uh, and. Uh, I mean, Kira Sedgwick, Meg Ryan, Meg Tilly, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, I mean, it was. You it haven't was put a, one name out yet that I don't know. That's awesome. That's a lot of well-known names out there. Jennifer Tilly as well. She. I mean, it was. Uh, it was an incredible. Uh, Nick Cage. Uh, he was in that class. It was an incredible class. Wow. So, I think Johnny I mean, Depp even, and Jim Carrey kind of floated in there sometimes too. Kind of like the who's who of that time, basically. And Tom Shadyac was an actor then, the guy who directed all of Jim Carrey's movies. Who's that? Tom Shadyac, the guy who did like The Nutty Professor and all those movies. Did you have an actor in particular when you were coming up, when you were young, that you kind of looked up to thinking, I want to be like him? I want to make my, I want to kind of mold my style after him or take something yeah. from that particular person? Yeah, I've had a few. Um, I mean, obviously, every. Every young, every actor of a modern American actor, you know, mostly our, our idol is always Marlon Brando because he was kind of the, he was the start of it all. But the contemporaries that I looked at that I thought, okay, um, that I can be, that I, that was just a generation before me that I can achieve to this day are still, you know, like William Hurt was, is definitely one of my heroes. Uh, Jeff Bridges is one of my heroes. Um, you know, uh, uh, uh now, uh, you know, I would say still is. And I would say Brian Cranston is one of my heroes. And uh, those are the contemporaries that are still working, that are Jeff Daniels. If you look at those guys, those are all similar guys to me as far as, you know, coloring, tall, lanky, you know, Caucasian guys. Basically, all of them are 
what I consider myself is, you know, is a more of a, a, a character leading man rather than a straight leading man, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, you know, I pride myself on, on that. I, I just, I had just met recently with my new agent and um, the greatest compliment that came from him uh, was when we met, he said, uh, you know, I looked at your reel that had all of my stuff on it and said, um, I knew every one of those characters in every one of those movies and TV shows. What I was not aware, it was the same actor playing. Them. <laughs> yeah. And and that that to me was a you know mission accomplished. That I consider myself a character actor. I like to create characters that are that are different than myself. And see, that's funny. I had that question that I was gonna ask you the very same thing. I talked with um uh Travis McKenna uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh he was in a right. roadhouse, was on the bouncers. And okay. uh, that's where I heard from him first off because he we did a roadhouse show and he corrected me on a couple of things. Okay. I, I asked him to come on. So he came on and talked for a while. And I asked him, I said, uh, if you had a choice of being a leading man in four or five big hits, and that was your career, mm-hmm. you know, would you take that or would you rather be known as a person that worked with everybody and you had like like you said, the working actor, the leading actor, the supporting actor, yeah. you're doing that in all these different movies. And he said the same thing. He wants to be the person that works with the one that's the star. He said he, he kind of prided himself on working with so many people and learning from so many great people over the years and what he did and all of them he get to meet and make friends with today. I, um, I, uh, I'm threatening to write, somebody wants me to, to write a, a book, a memoir kind of thing and also include some of my, my uh, teaching uh, things in there as well. But, um, and I came up with a title that kind of is what you're talking about. The name of my book is going to be No, I'm the Other Guy. <laughs> that works. Yes. <laughs> Weren't you in an Apollo 13 movie? Yes, I was. Yes. Were you the one that, no. No, I'm the other guy. I'm the other guy. Many other uh, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, it's interesting. We all joked in that because all those we're all still very good friends. The guys who are all in Mission Control, we actually uh, still have a group that gets together sometimes uh, called the Girls of Apollo Thirteen, and um, we uh, we always joked in those days that uh, you know if you were a if you were a white lanky actor of a certain age in in Hollywood at that particular time, if you weren't in Apollo Thirteen, you needed a new agent. <laughs> that's crazy do you have any uh, I always ask this question as well stories people love stories yeah oh, I have lots what do you want to hear about I got oh, I, anything uh, anything you find funny fans anything that you've been in fans love to hear good stories from you know the set things that happened that were not supposed to you like you mentioned you kicked the chickens when you walked by there was any right, so, stuff or so practical jokes uh, oh, there you go. Who like Char- that? Charlie Sheen is a notorious practical joke. Mm-hmm. And so is Amelia. So um, Mr. Sutherland was uh, a bit uppity one day uh, on set. It happened to be the same time when, when we were doing the uh, the chasing after the hogs scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was a bit uppity. And so when he left the set that day, uh, Charlie in particular uh, round, rounded up a, a hog and uh, put it in his dressing room overnight. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so that was one. Uh, there was another one when we were shooting Men at Work, uh, the Garbage Man movie. And um, we set up this whole 
Roos. We had uh, Charlie and I had talked about uh, and uh, Cameron, Cameron and I um, that we had and Keith David that we had uh, that we had we'd been shooting. We shot most of it in a place here called Manhattan Beach, uh, which is out in the South Bay. All mm-hmm. night shoots, really. Um, and it's a beach town. So we set up a whole story about, oh, fuck, man, to trick to Amelia. We, uh, you know, we went out drinking with Charlie and we all had a really good time. But then Charlie became Charlie and he got in like this fucking bar fight with this dude who was like saying shit to him. And, and we were just telling Emilio about this. Oh, fuck, man. And then all of a sudden, the cops come pulling up onto them. This is a big night. This is a huge setup scene. And Emilio, yeah. that we weren't going to make the night. So this cops come screaming onto the set. They jump out of their cars. They run over the Charlie. They throw the cuffs on him, man. You're under arrest for assault and battery. And throw him in the back of the car. And he drives <laughs> off. And Emilio's just like, oh, fuck, man. Fuck, what are we, you fucking idiots. He's like, it was completely set up with the, oh, with, with the, with the uh, set cops. <laughs> Did they not? Oh, I read somewhere on Young Guns. One of the guys apparently had a bad breakup with somebody, and he said somebody dressed up a pig or something and put it in his in his in his trailer or something. I yeah, don't know. That was, that, I don't. I, maybe that was why Kiefer was being uppity. <laughs> okay, was it him? Okay, yeah, I don't know if that was the same story or a different story. Nah, I, I I don't remember the breakup part, but you know, those guys yeah. were breaking up. I was married. Well, still. You never know what you read online. You know, yeah. I mean, so I mean, yeah. it, it could have been. Yes, there somebody. was a pig in a dressing room. <laughs> that is crazy stuff. I'll be honest, if people love hearing things like that, it's always funny because you picture being on the set on a movie like that with all these people. Something crazy has got to be going on somewhere. There's some shenanigans oh, everywhere every day. That was uh, that was a particular. I love that. From far as making a movie is concerned, the Young Gun set was 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 so great i mean it was like we were young and and uh you know dermot and i used to call it uh, and casey and i used to call it uh, four millionaires and us um because we were you know we were just breaking through at that point those guys i mean Emilio was huge at that point because of breakfast club and charlie yeah. was because of all the movies he had done and Kiefer had blown up because of lost boys and lou had just done stand by me and and uh, la bamba so um it was it was a big uh it was a big deal. I mean, it was, it was, I, I, um, I remember the casting session. I, I, uh, I had, uh, I had done some research on, on McCloskey and found out where he had come from in this particular part of Texas. And, uh, so I went into the audition and, uh, was in character, man. I was, I, I, I told Chris Kane that, that I had come from the, I grew up on this place called Goose Creek, Texas, and it was down on the coast down on the Gulf Coast. And my, my father was an oil rig worker who had one week off, one week on all of this horse shit. And, uh, you know, I had the accent and everything. And he was like just enamored by it. And, uh, and then he turns and then he goes, man, I could tell I had him. I hooked him. And then the last question he asked me in the audition is he says to me, all right, all right, all right. So well, one, one last question. Um, do you ride a horse? And I said, with all the indignity in the world, I said, I'm from Texas. <laughs> and guess what, Chris? I didn't know how to ride a fucking horse in my life. No idea. <laughs> I grew up on country clubs and golf courses. I'd never been near a horse. And so uh, so I got the gig and I'm, you know, like, whoo, hello, Equestrian Center. How long does it take for me to learn how to ride a horse? <laughs> and I just went there every day in LA and Burbank and just started riding and riding and riding and riding and riding. Uh, you do what yeah. you gotta do to get the part, right? Like, yeah, man. <laughs> And then, and then fortunately, they, you know, we did a bunch of, 
we did a bunch of pre-training out in New Mexico with actual wranglers and all that. Yeah, I, I thought I'd read somewhere that several of the people weren't very experienced. No, right? no, Charlie never. Charlie never didn't come out for the wrangler part because you know I'm an athlete, man. I don't do not play baseball. I don't so we we called him Charlie. Whoa, fuck, whoa, she. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. As he says, winning, winning, <laughs> winning. Tired of the club, man. Hey, man, you want to come out? Yeah, good. Yeah, winning, winning. What's going on, uh, Blaine? Uh, Frost Nixon was a fairly big movie. Uh, big. I mean, yeah, it was. It, you know, I did. It, I. Those are one of the. I, I'm in all the history movies of Ron's. It seems other than Ed TV, and uh, yeah, no, that was just a quick call. That was a call from Ron. Say, hey, there's this. You know, this guy looks like you. That was the. Uh, he was the director of the of the show. Ross Nixon, and he looks just like you, tall, thin, wispy, blonde hair. Uh, will you come play him for me? And I said, yeah, of course I will. Let me know when and where. I'm happy to be there. It's great to do it because I got, you know, I got to reunite with like Sammy Rockwell and some of those guys I'd done other things with. So, yeah. yeah. And like you said, I mean, you know, stay working. Who was it? Um, I'm thinking of growing up that was in practically every movie ever made. Uh, Gene Hackman. That, um, there's there's there, not a movie Gene there, Hackman has Right there, been. sir. Right there when you asked. Gene Hackman is my bar none, my idol. That yeah. is my, I, Gene Hackman is my favorite actor of all time. Yeah. Hook, line, and sinker. I don't think. He's a ton of great movies of his own. And he's, I mean, he I mean is, he's been in everything. French Connection, brilliant. Hoosiers, greatest sports film ever made. He yeah. is, Gene Hackman to, is the one, is the most underrated, greatest American actor right in the conversation with Marlon Brando mm-hmm. and right. Robert and I just watched Hoosiers again the other day. Oh, it's so good. First time in 10, 15 years probably I'd seen it. And I watched it. It was just as good as the last time I'd seen it. Uh, the kid who played, uh, the kid who played uh, Dennis Hopper's kid in that movie, mm-hmm. uh, he was also in that class I mentioned, the Peggy Fury class. And I remember when he got that movie. That's, uh, he, uh, well, there's another movie Hackman was in sports related. Uh, uh, the replacement, he, uh, the, the football coach. Yeah, he's he, the football he, coach. He, even, even then at that point, he is still nailing a character. I mean, he is not. Is, he is. He is bar none. Literally. I mean, even Bonnie and Clyde. He's. He's one of the greatest actors that has ever lived, and uh, he will always be my idol. I always. Yeah. And I when I teach, you know, I make sure that that every kid sees sees some Gene Hackman movies. Oh, they should. They yeah. definitely should. I mean, it's 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 great stuff. He's a uh, treat. Do you now? Do you have a preference on what you do as far as between movies or television? I see you do a lot. Have done a lot of television. Uh, I go where the work is, man. Uh, I, I think I think the great work is on television now. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know one of the greatest acting experiences I've had uh, in my career uh, was I, I did a uh, I did an episode I did an arc on uh, on Godfather of Harlem um, with uh, Forrest Whitaker re- reuniting again, but not I had no scenes with Forrest. Uh, I played a real guy named Tommy O'Donnell, who was uh, Jack Kennedy's uh, chief of staff, and. Um, and all of my scenes were with Giancarlo Esposito and at the Reverend Anthony Powell. And, and Giancarlo Esposito uh, is a tour de force. You guys, you guys all know him as Gus from uh, Breaking Bad. And mm-hmm. yeah. Saul. Um, he is, it was one of the greatest, greatest acting experiences in my career. I, I, from the moment we connected, the moment we sat down across from each other. And I can just remember him going, you know, I, I like impersonation, so I can remember him going, <laughs> Are we gonna have some fun? <laughs> so yeah, it was a treat. I, I definitely remember you for some TV shows. I was looking at your list earlier. I can't remember all of them, but I know 
from what I remember watching, uh, at least at times, you've been on NCIS at least once. Yeah, maybe twice, once. Twice. Once or, twice no, okay. Well, no, no, I did CSI twice. I CSI, okay. I was going to say CSI. I seen that on there. Yeah, yeah. actually, I, I do a thing called the Working Actors Journey, which is a a Zoom show on Friday nights, about twice a month or so. Did it every every Friday. It started during the pandemic. Uh, just to have something to do, but actually, the guy who who directed one of my CSI episodes, uh, Richard Lewis, is a head director on Westworld. Uh, he's going to sit down with me this Friday, and, and I did a very famous C- CSI episode because I played Taylor Swift's dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to get into it, but I get told every day by at least one person, "Have you seen this show? If not, you need to watch it." And it's not just CSI. There's I've got like a list of twenty shows I need to catch up on and try to watch some of if I can. People say okay. it's so great and everything. Um, I do remember seeing you on Renegade playing the character Hound Adams for the recurring role. Yes, yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorites. I, I liked Renegade though. I, mean, I was a big fan of the Renegade series. That was that was a fun show to watch. And I think you at least four or five times you reoccurred on there. I believe heard about four times. Uh, I don't know. It was a lot. Um, it was a little while back though. So yeah, that goes way back for sure. Yeah, and I think I might go further back with this one. Uh, I believe you wrote an episode of Charmed. I, I I was you might have both of them. I, oh yeah, I was the only actor who's actually been in both. So. Yeah, at the the original one, I think you were one of the full horsemen of the apocalypse. I was. I was Mr. Green. Yeah. Um, so and that's that's been a good while back. I do remember that though from that when it came out. That's one of the shows at the time I was actually watching. Uh, but like you said, you go where the money is and everything. Do you get a lot of television offers still to this day, or um, or is it just like yeah. the miniseries kind of stuff? I, I still I still have to audition. I do audition. Yeah. So I don't get many offers. I, I go in there and and, uh, and audition. So, yeah. Has there ever been a role that you wanted that you didn't get? Yes, there's been many. Yeah, I uh, started with, uh, I tested to be the lead in 21 Jump Street that Johnny Depp got. So. Yeah, and you were on 21 Jump Street also in one episode. Um, yeah, the first one. <laughs> was it the very first one? Okay. Yeah, okay. after the pilot, yeah. Okay. It's kind of a consolation prize. Is that what it was? <laughs> yes. I always ask people that question about the, did you miss out on the role? I know everybody has told me in the past I've had on that they uh, they tried to get this, they tried to get that. But, you know, so-and-so was a little bit better fit for it. They beat me to it. Um, I, is there just, I mean, other than 21 Jump Street, movie-wise, though, was there a big movie that you had auditioned for that you wanted to roll in, you know, like so bad that this is my end-all, be-all role that I really want? No, I can't say there is. Because, like you said, you you pretty much like the fact that you worked in a lot of stuff. That's what you're yes. proud of doing, everything. So, yeah. I, I I would I was kind of thinking that'd be kind of hard pressed me to believe that you had one since you worked in so many. And that's what you, your your actual thing was was doing the leading or not the leading guy, but the supporting no, guy so coming up. Yeah, no, no, I've never, you know, no, you know, I wanted to be in Black Hawk Down. Uh, didn't get that. Uh, some Oliver Stone movies I wanted to be in. I wanted to be in The Doors, um, but I did audition for it. Uh, yeah, there's those are those. Those are, you know, I, I don't know if I got close or not. Uh, tell us about your class that you do. You were telling me uh, before you have a working. Uh, I have. A, yeah, I teach. I teach. I, I again during the pandemic, I uh, I established a uh, a virtual acting studio uh, called the Working Actor Studio uh, tribute to the actor studio. Um, and I, I teach and I have a, a lot of actors that, uh, you know, used to be four or five nights a week. I've, I've cut it back to two nights a week. And, um, that's, that's, 
it's a passion of mine. I, I, I don't do it for the money, really. I do it because uh, I really believe in the craft of acting and the discipline of the craft of acting and, and want to, uh, you know, give back to a generation of new actors. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. It's, it's, it's a gift and a charm. And I hear I'm pretty good at it. So there you go. Right. That's what matters. And, you know, if you like what you do, you know, they say it's never really a job, right? It's mm -hmm. something that you, know, you enjoy doing, you're passing it on. Uh, have you ever done any kind of voiceover work? I do a lot of voiceover work. Uh, I do a lot of commercial voiceover. I was the voice of uh, Toys R Us for seven or eight years. Uh, I have a commercial running right now, actually, on camera with Jamie Foxx uh, for MGM Bet. Um, and uh, I was the voice of Toys R Us. I uh, did a feature film called Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, um, and have done many, 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 many products. I, 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 I knock out four, five, six, seven commercial auditions, voiceover every day in my little home studio. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had a lot of people tell me that, that uh, voiceover is something they would really love to do, but they don't understand, you know, the ins and outs of it and how hard it is to actually get involved with it. It's, it's very, not, very, yeah, very. Not just as easy as recording something and sending it in, thinking you're going to get a job that way. That's, you know, that's one of the steps involved, I'm sure. But they just think it's like they're going to be on a video game one day and they're going to be the voice of this guy who's carrying done a, a lot of video games. Done a lot of video games. It's, it's a popular thing with kids these days. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they they love the games. They want to be a part. If they're not making the game, they want to be a character in the game. Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, at least they got ambitions, right? Um, kind of going back a little bit with contact. Uh, you said yeah. that was uh, now was that Jody Foster or Jody Foster? Jody Foster, Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Uh, do you remember anything much about that movie as well? I mean, uh, what uh, did you do? Uh, I've I've seen it once. Uh, not gonna lie, it, I haven't it, watched it multiple. I've seen it. Yeah, it, it's 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 a wonderful movie. Uh, I had a great experience in that. Jody Foster. Jodie Foster is a dream. Um, it was one of my favorite movies to make. Um, the character was great. The story was great. It's very underrated. Everybody, if you haven't seen Contact, treat yourself to it. It's it's a great movie. And as she thought at this, but at some point, as she what she was trying to do was reach out and see if there was intelligent life. Not to spoil alert. Yes, it's based on a Carl Sagan novel. And uh, yeah, the intelligence life is the is the meat of the story. Okay. Yeah, it was a very fun movie to watch. I'm not I don't want to go too deep into it because I don't want to give away what happens there toward the end. It's a good, it's a good ending to it. I thought it's a great movie. Jodie Foster, I gosh, my favorite movie with her is probably gonna be Maverick. I just I was a fan of that. Kind of comical. I, I'd say she's Silence of the Lambs. A, I love Silence of the Lambs too, but I'm I'm more of a comical kind of person, I guess. I like those kind of things, and her, her character was so subtly comical about with her and her and Mel Gibson too together. I thought they had good chemistry together on screen, and everything with their their comedic relief and everything. I really liked that a lot. But Silence of the Lambs was great, though, no doubt about that. Playing the role she played, yeah. Clarice. Yes. So, <laughs> what was the dinner? Uh, so what was it about? Something about farmer beans? Farmer beans. There you go. One of the greatest American yeah. actors ever. Period. You can't, really, you can't really go wrong. That uh, you want to talk about? You got working on? Or no, I just, uh, I, um, I, I, I did a, I was on a series last year. So we were supposed to be doing season three, Bridge and Tunnel with Eddie Burns. It did not get picked up. So, uh, you know, I'm out there. I'm looking like every other actor, um, hoping to, uh, you have a good pilot season, get on his, I'd love to do a series. I think that's my, my focus right now is to do either a limited series or a, a series that, you know, it's got some meat to it. I just finished a little short film up in uh, Odessa, Washington uh, called a little dark. I'm really excited about that. Um, I, I, the work is 
pretty is a great character, uh, a young filmmaker. I just I just fell in love with the script, and um, and you know it's it's always you know like every other actor, we're out there, we're looking. You know, you never know when that next great project is going to come around the corner, and uh, you know you uh, you jump on it and and you do it, and uh, you know. I, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have directors who are fans. I'm fortunate that, that I work all the time and uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a seasoned actor. So I'm an actor's actor as they call it. So I never get worried about it. I, I work and um, you know, when I do, I know it's a blessing and uh, I show up and, uh, and uh, deliver. That's, that's the goal. So. Well, there's so many series that are coming out now. So many miniseries and television new things are yeah, doing. I speak of that. I mean, I would, I would love to get on one of, you know, Mr. Like Taylor Sheridan show. I, that would be fantastic. You know, it's not the same as it used to be. It seems like uh, it's not just ABC, NBC, CBS no, anymore. No, 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 no. The streaming is where the interesting work is. Yeah, it is. I mean, Netflix has put out so many stuff. Amazon's got so many stuff out. Hulu. Everybody's yeah. got their finger in it now. You MGM know, GM Plus is doing some great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Disney's putting in a lot of uh, the Star Wars stuff, a lot of the Marvel things off on the side. Yep. Um, I don't know if you have any interest in stuff like you know the Marvel thing. It's such a big thing right now, the Star Wars and all. But I mean, yeah, uh, uh, Star Wars was always a, an interest of most people my age yeah. for sure. Sure. Uh, the backstories, the off stories are doing and everything. So so many things well, of that's coming out as well. Yep. Um, the uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, by the way. Uh, you were talking about him earlier. I think they're having a spinoff of his Negan character, like they're doing the Rick Grimes character. I haven't Rick, heard that, but that's not, I mean, not, okay, not series. I'm sorry. They're making two or three different movies based oh. off, and that's going to be for television. Okay, that makes so sense. The, the Rick Grimes and uh, the woman that was with him, something about Negan again. Makes I sense. Think it's, I think it's after the fact toward the end of it, and the girl toward the end of it as well. Complete, complete sense. Yeah, and uh, I, I think if they do, he'll nail that one as well. Um, if you will, just you know, one more time. It's getting close time for me to wrap it up. I was trying to cover it to 45 minutes. I didn't want to keep you on too late, and we're at 40 minutes now. But no, if you will, uh, one more time, if you'll tell us about your your, your working uh, actors thing again, in case anybody has any interest and wants to reach out to you. Sure. It's uh, www.workingactorsstudio.org, www.workingactorsstudio.org. That's where you can find out about all the classes, what I'm doing uh, and all that. And, uh, you know, reach out. You can reach out to me through there. You can reach out to me however you want to reach out. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Jeffrey underscore Blake. And, uh, you know, you can find me. That's I'm, I'm out there. I'm, I'm accessible. So there you go. I don't consider myself an acting teacher. I call myself an actor who teaches because there's a difference. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's good. Well, I mean, uh, an actor who teaches is somebody that somebody would want to work with Yep. Exactly. because an acting teacher is one that's going to, they're going to put everything that on you that they want you to know that they think you should know where in your case, you want them to know some things, but you're going to find what's best for them and fits them best probably and push them in that direction. Yep. So uh, that's definitely a good way of looking at it. It's very great. Uh, Jeffrey, once again, man, I want to thank you for taking time. I mean, for coming on. I know you're a busy, busy person and we really worked at this and we did uh, it. Hey, we did it. We celebrate now. (laughs) Uh, But I hope everybody enjoyed this. uh, Who is getting a chance to watch it. You've been in so many great things. Like I said, to work with so many great people. I wish you nothing but the best of luck in the future, man. And I hope you do well. Thank you, Chris. It was a pleasure. All right. All right. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Right. Jeffrey, Jeffrey bye, Blake. fans out there. Bye, friends, whoever you are. And uh, way to go, Chris. Retro huh. life, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast as much as I did. Jeffrey Blake was such a pleasure to talk to. I mean, he's been in so many great movies and worked with so many great people. It's unbelievable. If you're a first-time listener to the show, I'd love to ask you, if you like the show, to please go and leave me a rating and a review at iTunes and Spotify. It does mean a lot. It helps the show jump up in the rankings. We get some uh, you know, notoriety from iTunes and Spotify. It helps us get ranked at the very least. And I'm really working hard toward that. So if you get a chance, stop by there and do that for me. And if you're a long-time listener and you still haven't done it, shame on you. Come on. Five minutes of your time, everybody. Come on, just drop by there. Give me a good review, and let's get this going. Get this show moving. This upcoming Sunday, we have another podcast that we're uh, that we'll be doing. I got another guest coming on, providing that nothing bad happens. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy that one as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Don't forget, you can find us anywhere that you find all of your podcasts that you like to listen to, especially on iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. If you go to Anchor.fm, there's actually the ability to leave a voice message and let me know what you think about the show and how things are going, or a question for the show, or a comment. If you have a comment that you want to make, and it goes with maybe an upcoming show, or it's just something good, I can play it on an upcoming show for everybody to hear. Well, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to the show this week. Hope you had a good time. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.